This is Sunday Rewind on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to Husker Rewind here on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. I'm Mike Belby. That's Tom Stevens. Hello. And I think it is time for the Big Ten Blitz. 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 Before I jump into Penn State and Indiana, a quick score update. Nebraska's opened up a 17-point lead in the second half. 51-34 the score. Kase Tomanaga rolled his ankle. There is pictures of the ankle roll Ooh. on the internet. It is nasty. Uh, he came out in a sweatshirt, under his own power, no boot, no crutches. Well, that's good. So that's good. Hopefully, I mean, I'm guessing he's going to miss a game or two, but hopefully it's a speedy recovery because that's a nasty ankle twist. Holy smokes. Uh, Pitt State survived an upset scare by Indiana yesterday. 33-24 was the final. Drew Aller's first interception of the season late in the game gave Indiana a shot at the upset, but the Hoosiers managed a whopping four yards from the Penn State 21. Uh, they have to kick a field goal, which tied the game at 24. Aller then redeemed himself just over a minute later when he hit Keandre Lambert-Smith for a 57-yard touchdown. For the game, Aller, 20 of 31 for 210 yards, three TDs and that one interception. Catron Allen added 81 yards on the ground for the Nittany Lions. Brandon Storsby went 13 of 19 for 269 and three scores. He did have a pick for Indiana. So they put up a pretty good fight. Yeah. Uh, next up for Penn State is a trip to Maryland while Indiana will host Wisconsin, but I, Tom Allen, we talked about it all last year. I don't know how he survived. I don't I, either. I don't know how he survives this year. Um, and people say that's not a good job. Well, it's not a bad job because of Big Ten money. Uh, you could pay it, a pretty, you could pay a coach uh, five, six million dollars a year. Well, that's and get whole, a decent one. That's the whole thing. Don't, don't sit there and tell me that that any job in the Big Ten is not a good job. Yeah, your Every athletic, your athletic department's going to get seventy to eighty million dollars yeah. from the Big Ten conference. Penn State, figure out how to make it a good job. Penn State has struggled running the football. The 43 carries, 132, 3.1 average against a, a decent Indiana team, or defense, that is. Uh, but that's not a good look. 33-24, it feels like a game where they just had a hangover yeah. uh, over last week. Uh, Northwestern beats Maryland 33-27. to The same team that Nebraska beat. Northwestern is now 4-4 four and four after going 1-11 last year. They were without offensive coordinator, co-offensive coordinator Kevin Sumlin, who was arrested October 22nd for driving under the influence. Uh, Brendan Sullivan looked much better on Saturday than he did against Nebraska. He threw for 265, 16 of 23, two TDs. He ran for 56. He looked really under control. Yeah, he did. They're much better at home than they are on the road. That is Northwestern, but that's a good win over a decent North or Maryland team. Yeah, it is. And in my little note that I put on this, I said, remember how Matt Rule said last week that Northwestern is not a team that is going to quit or just simply lie down? Well, somebody <laughs> should have forwarded that message onto Mike Loxley yeah. and the Maryland Terrapins. Don't they do that every year? That is Maryland where they just, they look like, oh, hey, they're going to be good this year and then nothing Yeah, in the second half of yeah, the year. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's so bizarre, but whatever. Yeah, hey, yeah. we got them coming to town in two weeks. No, we'll let's, take we'll take that version of Maryland. Exactly. Uh, Michigan State at Minnesota. Michigan State drops their sixth in a row since the firing of Mel Tucker, 27-12, in Minneapolis to the fighting P.J. Flex. Minnesota was without its top two running backs, Darius Taylor and Zach Evans. However, Jordan Newbin 
Yeah, I filled in quite nicely. Yeah. Thank you very much. 204 yards and a couple of scores on 40 carries. He was a defensive back last year yeah. for Minnesota. Yeah, and he'd had like, what was it, eight carries or something so yeah. far this year. And he, he totes the rock 40 times, 204 yards. Uh, Ethan Kaliak Manis threw for 201, uh, 200 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. <sighs> I thought Kaliak Manis was actually going to be a pretty good quarterback, and he just... He's just not really that good of a quarterback. He's, not, he's okay. Yeah. I mean, by Big Ten West standards, he's actually pretty good. Yeah, he's probably one of the best. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next week, Minnesota hosts Illinois and Michigan State as we are all too ready to uh, get to that game and see if we can get bowl eligible. That's right. Michigan State hosts Nebraska next Saturday. Ohio State over Wisconsin. It was a pretty good game for most of that game. Uh, Nebraska or Ohio State approves to 8 uh, 0 on the season. They're. Number three in the country, they beat Wisconsin 24-10. to Kyle McCord, 17-26 uh, for 2-26, two TDs. He also had two picks, but Marvin Harrison was fantastic again. He uh, caught two TDs for 123 yards. Uh, also, Travion Henderson, it's nice to have that guy back. 24 carries, 162, and a TD. Uh, Braylon Allen, um, he was out due to a leg injury, and so was... Uh, Chamir Dyke, uh, their wide receiver. So they have a couple of injuries to watch if you're a Wisconsin fan. Braylon Allen didn't have a lot of success anyway. 10 carries for 50 yards. Wisconsin struggled running the football. Only 94 yards on the ground. 3.8 per carry. Brennan Locke uh, is decent, but nothing to write home about. Wisconsin is at Indiana uh, this coming week, and Ohio State is at Rutgers. So there you go. This just in from Devaney. Boogie Coleman can get to the to the to the hoop. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, yeah, he's got ten second half points, and all of them are just simply they're they're kind of reminiscent of um, a faster paced Sam Greasel getting to the to the the, yeah. the bucket. Uh, I can't wait to see. He's one of those guys that I'm most interested in, among most interested in watching. Brink Mass would be in that category. I really want to see what he can do. We already know yeah. what Casey. I hope he's okay. Yeah. But I, I just, I just think he, if he's what we think he could be, he might change this team. Yes, yeah. a long guy, not the most athletic guy, but just really court savvy. Has a lot of smarts. Yeah, and and you know, like Greasel last year, you'd see, it. It would seem like it would take the entire shot clock for him to to break a guy down yeah. and back him down and get to the rim and you know yeah. get an and one or make a layup. Um, and they just had a couple of highlights that I watched. Uh, off some of the feeds and I, Boogie Coleman just he just goes about his business a little half turn this way changes directions crossover uh, spin move gets himself free lays it off the glass uh, bounces off the back of the rim front of the rim side of the rim goes in yeah and it's you're just like okay yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean granted you're playing Doan I get it but 10 second half points for him Huskers are up 17 all right I can't wait to watch him more and see who he compares to uh, from years gone by uh, so ranking the teams. There are four teams from the West now tied at three and two, all five and three as well. Uh, Rutgers, Iowa, Michigan, Illinois all had buys in the Big Ten this week. Um, Michigan and Ohio State, I don't know who to put on top. I think Ohio State just had the better schedule, so I'm going to rank them number one. And Michigan, number two. Penn State, number three. I'm going to go Minnesota, number four. Uh, Iowa, fifth. And then I've got a bunch of teams kind of there, Wisconsin sixth, maybe Iowa. Um, yeah, I'm going to put Wisconsin at sixth, and then a bunch of teams kind of there at seven with Nebraska, Maryland, and Rutgers. I've got Illinois and Northwestern at eight, and then Purdue 
Michigan State and Indiana all tied for last. Yeah, I've got Michigan on top, Ohio State, then Penn State. And then I'll be honest, I've got Rutgers at four for the plain fact that they're six and two overall. I get it, they're three and two, like all these other teams they're grouped with. But I had them above Iowa, Wisconsin, Nebraska, and Minnesota, who I basically they're in the same order I had them last week. They're all just up one spot. And then I dropped Maryland down to ninth. Otherwise, Illinois, Northwestern, Purdue, Indiana, Michigan State. I mean, yeah. In all reality, your top two are a coin toss. Penn State is easily number three. And then four through nine are a coin flip. Yeah. And 10 through, call it 13, a coin flip. And then Michigan State just is right now yeah. not I, in good shape. I, I think you're completely justified to put Michigan or put Rutgers at four over Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota always seems to find a way at the end of the year. Uh, but I, I don't always buy Rutgers, but maybe this is the year that I should. It's been since 2014 that they've been to, well, they, they got the COVID year. Yeah, 21 because of uh, Texas Tech or a- yeah, Texas A&M. But, but they had, a what, a 4-8 and eight record that yeah. year that they went yeah. to a bowl game. Um, so th- they're a legitimate 6-2 and two this year. They're a legitimate bowl team this year. And uh, Shiano, I thought he would do it much sooner at Rutgers than he has, but it finally feels like he's got that thing moving in the right direction. It's the top three, and then you can really rank them any way you want to after that. It's it's just a very top-heavy league. In fact, I, I I just don't see another team outside of the big three that could win a New Year's Day game right now. Maybe. Well, it, I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you right now, and, and I, I get it, and <laughs> before we get accused of jumping on bandwagons or Kool-Aid or believing blah, 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 I'm saying right now that Rutgers, Iowa, Wisconsin, Nebraska, Minnesota, Maryland, all of them could win a New Year's Day game if they played. And I, I heard uh, you were talking with Sam McEwen and Tom Chattel yeah. earlier on the, the Husker Extra Hour. And I will tell you right now that any of those teams could win a New Year's Day game if they played their best game. Yeah, because we we that's that's what McEwen was talking about. It's about matchups. Yeah, I mean, I guess it is. It, it's, but, it's a lot but about matchups. Bottom line: if Nebraska comes out and doesn't turn the ball over, right, and and is able to just be average offensively with that defense not being put in a hole right. over and over again, I think I think they could compete with some of the a top, a top twenty-five team, which is who you're going to face on a New Year's Day bowl. But bottom line is they got they got to win one. To get to six to get bowl eligible before they even think about it, and that's uh, that's got to be the focus this week for for Matt Rule is figure out a way to go one and zero this week. And I like the fact that they don't ever look too far ahead. It's the next rep. It's the next practice. It's you know the next. What's next is one of their slogans. <laughs> um, and it feels like I guess I sometimes grade a culture when I see players acting more like the coaches, and you, they really have embraced the what's next. You know, one win the win the rep, win this week, go one and oh, that type of thing mentality. And it feels like, yeah, maybe because they're winning, that's a big part of it. I mean, if they, if we could, if they were saying all these things and not winning, it wouldn't really matter. But they're winning on top of it, and I can, I think that they see that the process really works. Well, and that's go back five years, we didn't hear a whole lot of different things from Scott Frost and his staff. They just failed to win the games. Yeah. And 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 the the thing that always struck me as odd, th- there were a lot of things that struck me as odd. But one thing that stood stood out to this day still does, is Scott Frost basically saying his team just needs a break. And I'm like, good teams make their own breaks, man. Yeah. 
No. It, like, like you need somebody on the other team. When to he said just, that, I was like, oh, no. To just you didn't drop just say the ball. That. Yeah. Did you ever see Matt Rule saying that? If Matt Rule ever said that, he'd probably say, you know what? Uh, if I've got that mentality, I shouldn't be coaching football. Yeah. Yeah, I love the comment that he made a couple of weeks ago. Like, Coach, I mean, I'm, I, I think I'm just thinking too much. Or and he was like, Stop, just stop, go play. This is ridiculous. I'm, I'm tired of this mentality. It just try not to lose mentality. And he's really, he's really good at getting his message across because you're hearing it a lot from the players repeating the message over and over. Um, from the NFL, might have the upset of the year if it happens. The Denver Broncos over the Kansas City Chiefs, 21-9 to right now. Yeah, Mahomes is playing with the flu. I know that. Uh, and this is uh, in the fourth quarter. Two minutes left to go. So they're going to win. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, the Denver Broncos, who got 70 rung up on them by the Miami Dolphins yep. uh, just a few weeks ago, are going to beat the probably, I thought, the best team in the league, the Kansas City Chiefs. So you never know. It's I, the NFL. Week to week, it changes, but hands down, week in, week out, I the 49ers, man, are just so scary. Although they're getting beat uh, in the fourth quarter, and they're going to get beat again. Really? For three weeks in a row, the Bengals are going to beat the 49ers. They're up 31-17 to 17 with 19 seconds left to go you, in the fourth. You know what's so funny? After the way the Bengals started this year, they were 0-2 again and maybe even 0-3, but they, they were not playing well. There was people... In Cincinnati, calling for Zach Taylor's head. Yeah. And I'm like... They do this every year. I think yeah. it gets frustrating. It's like, why can't you start 2-0 instead of 0-2 every year? You might want to you know, try that. Uh, but I they, get they seem to do it and then come back from it with no problems. Uh, the Ravens might be the best team in the league. I mean, Lamar is playing really good football, and they're beating the Cardinals, who aren't great. But 31-15 to with two minutes left to go in the fourth quarter there. The Vikings, they win today. It was a pillow fight with the Packers, 24-10, to 10, but it they very well could have lost Kirk Cousins for the rest of the year. Uh, we'll see what comes. It looked like an ankle originally, but now maybe an Achilles. And, it, and that that's a long-term thing. He went down under his own power. He was not contacted when he went down, and those are sometimes the worst. Yeah. Um, Dolphins, no problem over the Patriots, 31-17. Jets uh, beat the Giants in overtime, 13-10. to 10. Nice. Jaguars, uh, twenty to ten over the Steelers. You had the Titans beating the Falcons. You had the Panthers over the Texans. Saints beat the Colts. It was the Eagles over the Commanders. DP is not happy. Thirty-eight, thirty-one. Seattle over the Browns. It was the Bengals, as I mentioned, beating the 49ers. The Bears and Chargers tonight. Bills and Buccaneers uh, was played on Thursday, twenty-four to eighteen. Bills win that one. Trey Palmer had three catches for 22 yards. Do you have him on your fantasy team? Uh, I do, actually. I haven't played him yet, but I've got him on the fantasy team. I noticed you didn't mention my Cowboys. Oh, did I miss that one? They did. Uh, did. (laughs) I thought you were doing it on purpose. No, I didn't mention the Cowboys. I just uh, missed the Cowboys score for some reason. What was the – oh, yeah, they won uh, 43-20 over the Rams. Cowboys played really well. That's not a bad win. But if I ignore the Cowboys, it's probably intentional. Even if it's <laughs> going to say, even if it's subjective, uh, I'm not a big Cowboys fan. My brother is a big Cowboys fan, just like you and Dave Sanderson, our other buddy, is a big Cowboys fan. And there's a lot; of, they're America's team. So okay, you know, you know the players available. Before we get to time, you know the players that are available that are on the court. Who do you think is leading Nebraska in scoring right now? Well, you said Boogie Coleman with ten points in the second half. In the second half, 
Um, and I'll tell you that he so has I'll go 10, with Boogie. Uh, he has got 10 for the game. Okay. But uh, an and one uh, just a moment ago to, I think, put Nebraska up by 21. What's Bryce Williams doing? Uh, Williams had, I want to say, eight last time I saw. Okay. But uh, no, Sam Hoiberg with 13. Interesting. The guy that, I mean, we've always said this about Fred Hoiberg. You usually criticize a coach for not playing his son. Or for playing. For playing his son. Oh, yeah. For, for play, and we <laughs> criticized Hoiberg for not playing his son last year. And it turns out he is one of the best 10. All right. I don't know if he's one of the best 10 this year, but he's certainly one of the best 12 on that team. He should play. He should play a lot. Oh, big time. Uh, let's get to break. Come back with more. Tanya Taki of Nebraska. One, she's the head coach there. And we'll talk Husker volleyball next.